welcome to Hacker Public Radio, episode 69. Tonight, you have two special hosts joining you, myself, Buck Dangler, and also on the phone with me, introduce yourself. T.T. Creamer. T.T. Creamer on the line. We are going to... In the house. We are going to, we're going to bless you tonight with this episode of HBR, or curse you, however you might see. Um, so let us give you a disclaimer up front that this will be an extremely not safe for work. So that would be XNSFW, totally not safe for work. So you are now being warned that on episode 69 of HPR, we're going to talk about some topics that you might not want people to overhear. So you should turn off this episode now. But if you are going to stick around and listen to this episode, we've actually got some information to share with you. Um, we're going to talk about porn on the Internet because, shock and awe, there is porn on the interwebs. The tubes are stuffed with all kinds of porn, stuff that you probably don't even want to know about. But we're going to tell you about because we're just that kind of group. <coughs> now, T.T. Creamer and I have been around for a while. We'll just leave it at that. And we've kind of watched porn grow and develop over the years. Is that a true statement? Oh, it's certainly true. Watch the growth of I porn. I was the first of my first stuff, maybe after one month of being on the net. Not even, you know, even predating the net, maybe you and I might be the only ones that can appreciate the old, oh, good old Betamax and VHS days before the interwebs came around. But we're going to focus on the, we're going to focus on the inter. Well, actually, you know what? Let's start, if I may. Actually, let me start before I. You know what I'm going to start with? I'm going to, I'm going to start with a little. A little rant I have because there's one thing I've never understood. Like you, I yeah, rant? surprise, surprise. Me, of course, <laughs> Buck Dangler, who's not famous for ranting, like that other guy who I may sound very similar to, but I'm not. <laughs> but um, yes, Buck Dangler's first rant. Well, first of all, let me let me also oh, back boy. up. I'm, see, I'm doing the whole episode in reverse. <laughs> I'm doing the whole episode in reverse. Apparently, before I get started with even that. Let me just point out that Buck Dangler is continuing a tradition, the 69 tradition, because I have 69 Radio Freak America, and I have 69 Bender Rev Radio, I think multiple times. Some would say 200 times, but that's neither here nor there. And here I am, 69ing Hacker Public Radio. So, I'm just saying I've been around the block, that's all. So, 69 today... I'm going to just kind of come out with one thing that's always bugged me about porn and people's obsession with it. I love porn as much as the next guy. Well, maybe not as much as not, Terry, but as much as most other people anyway. Well, then there's Decoder and there's Natus. Okay, so not as much as everybody, but some people, most people. But one thing I've never understood, and, and I don't know how... Let me, let me see what you think about this. Let me bounce this off of you. Do you okay. have uh, here? I'm going, to, I'm going to put you on the spot too, in front of all the people on the World Wide Web listening to this, which is not many. Do you have a porn collection? Oh, certainly. I must have saved every download I've ever had. See, I don't understand that. I don't get that. I don't know what the point of saving prawn is because there's so much of it I don't see the need to hoard it and store it and have a giant collection of it if I ever want porn I'll go out on the interwebs and grab it the tubes are stuck with every kind of porn you could ever imagine I don't really see the need to hoard it and burn it I know I've known people that 
alphabetized their shit and renamed it all and had it all sequenced and everything and rated. I had, I swear to you, I had new picture people that would go into their photos and using um, their photo things grade it with like five stars and three stars and stuff like that and have this giant no. collection of porno. I, I can't... One of your sound-alikes there is known for his uh, cataloging and databasing activities. Ooh, yeah. Did people ever do that? I yeah. I'm not. I'm not just coming out and saying that it might be Stang Dog that does it. I'm just saying that me, Buck Dangler. <laughs> I'm pointing an anonymous finger. But uh. but really, the the whole. If I ever wanted porn, that I don't, of course, star in already. Um, yeah. I can go out it's on the internet. National man of film. Exactly. Yeah. Although no one's ever actually seen one, I wonder why that is. Could it be I'm totally full of shit? I don't know. Um, I can go and grab it. There are tons of places to get porn on the internet. So storing it, saving it. I mean, I guess if you had maybe like your favorite, I don't know, maybe you're obsessed with Britney Spears, so you want the upskirt of her getting out the car. I guess I can see that. Maybe if you're obsessed with somebody, I don't know. Maybe you've got your one or two favorites or something. But other than that, I, I really don't. I really don't get it. You can find just about anything you want on the intertubes. And that's what we're going to talk about in the first part of the show here. You and I, of course, have been around and remember that one of the first places anyway that I got porn, and maybe you'll back me up on this, was actually pre-interweb when it was just a lot of local BBSs you could connect to and download porn, as as well as a lot of great text files and other hacking stuff like that that we found over the years. There was also porn creeping out into those. Do you ever, were you ever in that, in the BBS world? I'm afraid I only did that like once and I didn't get that high quality a BBS. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing that some uh, BBS archivist hasn't uh, made a project out of that idea. Well, again, there's so much porn, there's really not a whole lot of point out there, point of it out there. Um, and Yeah, but I mean, back in the ASCII days, they had to make do, you know? Well, ASCII probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the ASCII probably oh. is good stuff. Tell me you've never seen it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. And actually, I was going to talk about, believe it or not, the quality of porn has changed a lot since then. I even remember black and white porn. Oh, no. Absolutely <laughs> black and white porn. Absolutely. And you know what? Even in the early days of the BBS, one of the things we downloaded was uh, that would circle around the uh, the tubes. Or actually, I guess they weren't tubes back then. They were probably dump trucks back then before the tubes were laid. Um, but... Every once in a while, the dump trucks would send this picture around, and there were some pretty bizarre things that were being spread around back then, but they were in black and white. They didn't have the high-quality cameras. You didn't have any uh, couple who decided to uh, share their activities on the interweb could buy uh, something at Best Buy to take home and make their own little home, uh, home videos and pictures and stuff like that. So what you had was this porn that was just, it was, I guess, more... I don't know if it, it was harder to find, certainly, than it is now. But it was usually niche uh, fetishes, if you will. So, <laughs> yeah, I, it was... What, what kind of fetish are we talking about? Oh, uh, you know what? We'll, we'll, we're going to come back to that later on in the show anyway. That, compared to what we got now, yeah. I, I distinctly remember, though, like... I don't know what the politically correct term is here, but little people... <laughs> And oh, I remember, no. <laughs> and I remember um, bodybuilder chicks. I don't know why that was a that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> what else? Uh, I don't know. Just all kinds of stuff. 
But from the BBS days, then later on when the interweb, actually before the interweb when it was just the internet, we had something called Usenet and news groups. Uh, now, Usenet. this is something you do remember. Oh, yeah. So, so explain for those, because again, there are some listeners who are young and have never actually seen or know exactly what Usenet is. So can you give a little brief description of it? Well, yeah, you know, there's, uh, instead of having, you know, um, one central, you know, interweb computer, they had uh, a whole bunch of little uh, uh, news servers, they were called. And uh, basically these things would talk to each other at different times and say, do you have this file? No, I don't. Oh, here it is. You know, stuff like that in their little computer language. And uh, the, the files would go around the world that way. And anybody could and set they would up... really go around the world that way. Yeah, and anybody could set up their own news server and subscribe uh, to, um, and of course the software then and still is, believe it or not, still easily available. It's, it's kind of lost... Um, Lost interest now because most Usenet's been replaced with forums um, because they accomplish the same thing. But anybody can and still can to this day set up a new server. And there are thousands and tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds. I think there are, there are over 100,000 news groups out there now. And each one's broken down into different categories. And theoretically, people should post on topic in the categories, but it's a lot like the forums when people decide to post things where they don't belong. And that was one thing that was the downfall of Usenet. The second was spam. About the same time, oh that, yeah, about the same time that Usenet was growing, the World Wide Web came a few years after that, and people were using Usenet, which is where still most of us were. When we're talking in the late '80s, early '90s here, um, along the mid to late '90s, when the World Wide Web was growing. Uh, porn sites were going out on the World Wide Web because we now had the ability to show pictures in a web in a browser, in Mosaic browser back then, and these sites were trying to make money off of it. Well, they knew that most users back then were still in Usenet, so they would spam Usenet with these pictures. And Usenet was a ASCII text-based thing. It wasn't pictures like you think of on the World Wide Web. So what would happen is these pictures would get encoded into ASCII text. It'd be UU encoded and UU decoded to put the photo back together with different newsreader applications. Well, you and I were talking earlier and we both remember that there were shortly, or well, I guess not shortly, in the, in, during the life of the Usenet world, there was some applications that were totally dedicated to one specific purpose. Instead of browsing all this text and browsing you know, and there are hacking groups, there are total text space um, groups out there that you could go through, but the most popular ones were the binaries, and specifically alt.binaries, and even more specifically alt.binaries.erotica. Well, uh, most of those binary you know what groups alt stand for, my friend? Alternative. No. What is no, alt? No, that's what they told the public. Aha. Uh -huh. Let me put on my tinfoil hat. Uh-oh. Alt stands for something. All right. Anarchists, lunatics, and terrorists. <laughs> you know, that sounds that's about right. That's what you really find there. <laughs> that, that sounds about right, absolutely. But all of these, all of these quote-unquote binaries news groups were designed to allow you to encode things and load them up there. And the reason was that if people respected that only post binaries and the binaries don't post them outside of that, um, uh, those people who were running their own news servers would choose to exclude those because they would obviously take up a lot of disk space. 
and that was dependent on how every news server was set up. So, those news servers who actually carried all of those things may only carry them for 24 hours or less, and they were constantly churning out tons and tons of free content of whatever it may be. Most of it copyright violations. Back then, people didn't care. Yeah. Not that they do much more now, but, but that's another story. So, these servers usually had huge, huge disk drives for their day. And they were not They're as so, cheap so back voluminous. then. Yeah, they were not as cheap yeah. for drives back then either. But there yeah. were programs that you could download and install on your home computer machine um, that would purposely go out there and look in the binaries groups or, or any groups that you told it to, but most people used it to go through the binaries, and it would automatically download everything that was in that news group. So it would go through and it would parse through all of that, grab all the pictures for them, throw them into directories for, the, for you, so that you could automate that whole process. You didn't actually have to go through and click on it. And it's basically like using a, uh, an email program and um, automatically download that, all that porn for you. Now, you use some stuff like that, right? Yeah, I used to uh, you know, write a uh, scripting uh, porn box. Or, yeah, roll your own. Go up there and randomly grab things, yeah. Well, see, I yeah, made the mistake of actually downloading one. I remember it specifically. It was called Newsbin or Newsbin Pro. And this one was interesting because it was all gooified, which was great, and you could set it up and you could just start it running and you could walk away and let it go, just like a bot. I mean, it was an automated. And you could open up multiple threads so that it could be fast, especially if you had high-speed Internet like I did. Um, at the, you know, from, from my dorm, from university, I could access that kind of stuff quickly. So, putting my educational funds to use. And believe me, I got a fucking education you would not believe from that, from those things. But anyway. But you know, but, you know, even, even the dial-up dudes, you know, had a trick around that. They would simply let these babies run overnight. They would set them up and turn in for the evening and, and wake up and see what kind of haul they had. Yeah, and truthfully, Fishing. videos had not really hit that big then because it was still early days that video was not quite as prevalent and easy to digitize back then and secondly it was expensive so we're still talking mostly pictures a few videos mixed in but mostly images so even on dial-up you could get a quite a haul overnight well my first experience yeah. with one of these was <clears throat> I went through there and I was you go through and you select which news groups you want to subscribe to and pull the stuff down from and I just didn't feel like going through every one of them to try to decide which ones I was interested in and which ones I wanted to see. So I just told it, grab everything that's alt.binaries.erotica and just go to town, run overnight, and in the morning I'll come check it and stop it and see, you know. Well, I woke up the next morning to a hard drive full error message, and <laughs> it had only gotten through a handful. There are thousands of those, every fetish and every little thing you could think of, and completely filled my hard drive and was trying to keep writing and every time it would write it would get an error message hard drive full and it would continue onwards it had been running all night I had more porn in one night which is probably I think that's the lesson that, that taught me what I said earlier there's no need to hoard porn because you can fill a hard drive overnight with porn from the internet and I barely scratched the surface that was like point zero 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 one percent of the porn on the interweb so, oh, but you didn't have any favorite groups or nothing, huh? Well, no, I did not. 
However, I was, I was very serious about getting an education because I saw stuff I never knew people were into that I never even thought about being into or thought about as erotic as the name implies in the news group because some of it was the opposite of erotic, if you know what I mean. There were people doing things to each other that were just... Even me, Buck Dangler, in all my experience, do not want to be involved with. There's not enough money in the world for me to try some of those things. And some of those things we're going to talk about in a few minutes, actually. We'll draw those lines. Um, but we'll kind of move on through the evolution here. So Usenet was a great source and still is a great source of porn, even though it's all spamified. I'm one, here, I'll throw something else out there, too. I'm the kind of person that I really don't care if it's spammed. Okay, there's a naked chick, and at the bottom it's got some website spammed. I've got a pretty good ability. That's what the crop function for, right? Yeah, I, well, I don't even need to crop it. I, I actually have an innate ability. Maybe it's one of my mutant abilities, besides cussing like a truck driver, is to ignore and not see the porn. There's tits and ass on the screen. I'm not even looking down at the bottom for the words. I don't care what website it came from. So, I, I don't know. The porn stuff doesn't really bother me unless it's over the, you know, if it's blocking out the punani, then then you're just, that's just mean. You know, that's just, that's negative if you ask me. I'll never go to that site and support them. You never, come on. If you're going to spam, put it at the bottom, be tasteful about it, but, you know, share the, well, uh, share the love. Why would, why would anyone pay for something so plentiful? It's like... Well, exactly, and, and that's a good segue because now the porn industry is huge on the interwebs. And Buck Dangler is a professional, professional porn actor. I, of course, am thankful for that. But Yeah, what an industry to be in. But I still find it interesting and amusing that people do pay for porn when it is so plentiful and for so free. Now, again, maybe it comes back to what I said before about if it's famous people or somebody that you're really into, I know like Jenna Jameson, I'm not a, I don't know a whole lot of the names or famous names in porn, unfortunately, but um, if you're into one of them and you want to pay for their pictures, I guess I can see that, but I don't see how it's a multi-million dollar thing, you know what I mean? There are people that you've never, there are people getting famous. Well, you know, you seem to have a very domestic feel for this. Hmm, that's a good point. You know, I mean, like I remember, you know, because back in the back in the old days, <laughs> they didn't know how to, you know, censor the Usenet. And I remember getting things from Denmark. Yeah. But of course, the legal climate was very different. Yes, and you know? that's that actually is another good point that we don't want to travel too far down that road to cross any line of as no. though we're endorsing or anything like that. But it goes back to no. you can find anything, even things that, that are considered illegal in this country that may not be illegal in, in other countries. Even, yeah, it may even so it still may or, originate in countries where it's illegal. But anyway, that's, yeah, that's, that's one road we don't want to go down. I think, I think that's our one line we're going to draw in this episode. And man, okay. I'm telling you what, well, about what we're about to talk about in a minute doesn't seem like there's any lines, but we'll we'll draw it there. Um, but on the interweb, on the interweb, you got pay sites. That's all well and good. Um, there are also a lot of forums. Now, I kind of mentioned earlier, forums have kind of replaced Usenet and news groups because you, it basically has the same thing. You can post comments, but because it's 
the World Wide Interweb. You can also post videos and images, JPEGs, etc. in stream. You don't have to disassemble them and reassemble them to recreate it. Need special apps to download it. You can just have instant gratification uh, for whatever you want to take that statement to mean. <laughs> <laughs> Some more instant than others. How instant is it? Yeah, I guess it depends on the picture <laughs> and the person um, and both. But forums now are out there that um, where people like to share this stuff and not charge for it. So if you go out there and look, the problem is, of course, with the intellectual property climate. Wow. Did you ever think you'd use the phrase intellectual property and porn at the same time? Oh, no, never. Never never thought I'd say that. Not to ins not to insult anyone who's into porn. <laughs> like me, Buck Dangler. <laughs> I can't, how long can I keep this character up? All right. Um, so besides forums, there's forums out there where people post a lot of that stuff. A lot of them are private. A lot of them are uh, to keep make sure that they're not raided by people, that you have to get approved for uh, an account and stuff like that. But they are out there, and that's where you'll find all your little... Um, I guess, for lack of a better word, illegal sharing of copyrighted images. So some people may go out to a pay site, download all that stuff, and then share it with for on forums on others. It's just like the whole where scene. So they are out there. If you wanted to go look for them bad enough, you can certainly find them. And even to the same, to, to a lesser extent, there are free ones. The free ones tend to get overloaded quickly and shut down quickly for obvious reasons. Uh, there's also video sharing sites like YouPorn. And I don't know of any others, do you? Oh, well, you know, there's tipsandass.com, of course. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, well. But, you know, you can, just, you can just guess these names. Yeah, there's there's tons of them. There's tons of them, but um, video upload sites, again, now that video is prevalent, so you can find that all day long and a continuously refreshed assortment of porn to choose from. Once again, no need to download <laughs> it. Um, and photo upload sites along the same lines and these amateur voyeur type sites photo uploads which is different than the others in that these are like normal everyday people these are the adventurous couples husband and wife who want to you know get a little kinky in and do a little voyeurism share their pictures with people um, you know more like real life normal maybe people maybe you don't want to look at those people well some of them you don't some of them yeah, some of them are not bad some of them are not bad but yeah you're definitely take, taking your um well, I guess not your life in your own hands, but you're taking something in your hands, and I did not mean that metaphor to come out that way. Um, yeah, let's pretend I didn't say that. You'd put whatever you want in your hands, but um, anyway, there's lots of sites out there for that as well, so you can go digging for those. Now, since we are, let's see, talking about porn, we're going to have to, of course, talk about, you know, we mentioned some of the different fetishes and things that are out there, and I'm not going to talk about fetishes per se, so much, and so more going to talk about some of the weird positions that have been talked about and discussed online. A lot of these have got to be jokes. I can't see anybody really pulling any of these moves off. But TT Creamer, if you will indulge me, we're going to go through a few a list here of several positions that I find interesting and. I, some of these I'm, I've never, ever seen, and some of them, sadly, I have. And you can't unsee things once you've seen them. So, yeah, that's true. For example, let's start with a common example of the Dirty Sanchez. 
Now, oh, no one knows that one. The dirty. Well, okay. Why don't you explain to our audience who don't know what a dirty Sanchez is? Oh. Yes, well, I'm putting you on the spot to go first. <laughs> that's when that's when you're 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 with them and you're doing them, and then you reach over and you just give them a little bukkake uh, mustache. Now, well, not not a bukkake mustache. Now the one the way I heard it. And why it's called a, well, okay, it's a dirty Sanchez because it's a reference, uh, probably racial reference to looking like a Mexican with a dirty mustache. <laughs> and you're supposed to be behind the girl or guy, whatever you're into. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong oh, with God. that. But we're going to go with girls here because I swing from that side of the plate. Just Anyway, <laughs> is when you're That's going so from easy. behind and you give her the old finger in the brown eye. <laughs> And then wipe it across her lips so she gets that fake dirty mustache. <laughs> so that's one of the most common ones. Also, very closely related to the dirty raccoon, which is its lesser-known cousin, which involves the same process, but drawing around the eyelids like a uh, raccoon, so it looks like she's... Uh... Then again, of course, it's supposed to be followed up with you running outside and tipping over the garbage cans. I don't know if that's optional or not. <laughs> um, then there's okay now. Then there's the big debate here, and and let's let's see what your view on this is. Teabagging. There are two trains tea of thought on what teabagging is. So one train of thought says that teabagging is when you put your balls into a girl's eyes. Another thought is when you dip the entire ball sack, balls and all, into her mouth. Now which one? Have you heard is the definition for teabagging? Oh, the one I heard about was the eyes. The eyes, really? The eyes. See, I have always come from the school that it has to be completely dipped in a mouth. And let me tell you my logic behind this because I analyzed this. Teabagging, the act of tea, making tea involves you dipping tea bags into water, into a moist mixture so that you can actually make tea. So I figured the true definition of tea bagging in this context has to involve moisture. So unless her yeah, eyes are sweating... Can, you can add moisture. Yeah, true. <laughs> I think we'd have to come up... I think we'd have to come up with a new name for that one. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not... That's not a pleasure well, to visualize. You don't want to visualize that, huh? Nah, that's not... I can't unhear that one either. Well... <laughs> And I also, I had this discussion with Droops a while back, and Droops is the authority on teabagging. Droops has teabagged more people really? than anyone I've ever met in my life. And Droops agrees with me that the teabag involves the mouth. So, there it is. I'm officially putting an end to this debate. Teabag, balls in the mouth. The end. Now there'll be like this big controversy on the uh, Hacker Public Radio uh, feedback on this episode of people. <laughs> Coming back and forth. Uh, I hope they don't make comments on this one. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> oh, All right. All right. So, actually, the next one on my list is is one of your favorites, and it's called shrimping. Oh boy! Shrimping That's is the best. what is shrimping? Shrimping is when you enjoy the taste of toes. Oh, how can you enjoy the taste of toes? First of all, does it matter? Is it is it like a subgenre of the fetish that the toe are they are they clean or dirty? I mean, is that what makes? Well, they gotta be clean. They gotta be clean. Is there like some little faction of people who like sucking dirty toes? 
Uh, I certainly hope not. Is that like is that like um, rotten shrimping or something like that? Is that like uh, <laughs> spoiled shrimping? I don't know. You know what? That one's actually very mild. See, that's at least you know what? Nobody gets hurt in that unless you bite off somebody's pinky toe. But at least that one's a what is it? A victimless crime? <laughs> well, tea bagging you could get hurt of it. Yeah, tea bagging. See, the thing about tea bagging, I I don't think I could ever do I that never because. Do it with yeah, exactly. See, I don't think I could take... I, 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 to me, that is taking my life into my hands because I am. it's just my luck that she would sneeze with my balls in her mouth and chop off my... <laughs> I just made our entire listening audience cringe, didn't I? But seriously, I don't... I, that's, that's too important. That equipment is too important to dip down into... Uh, yeah, I, I just... I, I don't think I could ever do that, no. No, 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 no. You know, Buck, I really think we can honestly agree that that has got to be, you know, on the top three list of favorite organs of most hackers listening. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You got well, and you know what? I, I spend the better part of my day trying to keep sharp objects away from my genitalia. It's just, it's just kind of a life motto of mine. You don't challenge, do you? <laughs> I just try not to, you know. I don't walk around swinging my balls towards knives and teeth and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that if I could find a comfortable cup that I could just wear 24-7, you know, the more protection, the better is in my mind. Uh, let's see, where were we? Okay, so we talked about shrimping. We talked about teabagging. Next thing I, on my list is a blumpkin. Have you ever heard of a blumpkin? No, that's a new one, mate. Okay, a blumpkin. Okay, I... Uh, let's see. I think Knot Theory taught me about what a blumpkin is, as well as a as well as a uh, rosebud, which is something I don't want to visualize ever. But a blumpkin. He seems to be pretty bold, this Knot Theory guy you keep mentioning. Yeah, he's um, he's been around the block too. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, he mentioned a blumpkin to me and didn't tell me what it was and made me go look it up. And I, of course, come to find out that a blumpkin is when you are sitting on the toilet and getting a blowjob and taking a dump at the same time. Oh. <laughs> Which, that seems like that would be, my body would not be very cooperative with those two things at the same time. <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of muscle fluctuation going on. Secondly, the, the, the person who'd be willing to perform said act on a person. Oh, God. That says a lot, too. I mean, I, I'm certain you'd have to pay extra for something like that. <laughs> oh, I'm certain. <laughs> but remember, you got to keep in mind, not there's the same guy that taught me what a rosebud was, which is, of course, <clears throat> very popular in the gay community, from what I understand. And it you involves, know about that, too. It involves, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it involves oh. somehow... I guess taking a vacuum cleaner to your rectum and pulling something inside out so that it looks like a rosebud expanding. Oh, oh take me to a hospital now. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I threw up in my mouth a little when I first heard about that one, too. And that's something you'll never forget. See, that, that's, that's a visual that you'll never, ever be able to get out of your mind. And there are websites. There are websites dedicated to rosebuds. Go Google it. You will not oh, find... Oh, God. Yeah, if you Google for Rosebud, for God's sake, have safe search turned on. <laughs> Please, people. I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, 
Speaking of anal, one of my favorite moves, of course, is surprise anal. And that's, of course, when you're with a girl and you just, as soon as you get the opportunity, you just back out and ram in real fast and scream out, Surprise anal! <laughs> oh, of course, that usually, you can only usually pull that one off one time because they, they'll usually not come back after pulling a move like that. So you can imagine. Yeah. Now, I've got a few others here that were new even to me. These are some recent ones really? that I had not seen before. Let me give you this one. It's called the Cajun Hot Stick. Now, right now, now I can't even. I'm already I'll laughing. Try this. Exactly, I'm already laughing from the name of this, the Cajun Hot Stick. And I don't know. I mean, see, here's this is one of those things. Like, who figures this stuff out? This one's got to be not. It almost seems like it can't be real, yet it has a scientific explanation, as though someone has tried this and tested the waters. The Cajun Hot Stick is when you chew some chewing tobacco. You spit it onto your penis and then stick it in a girl's ass. And it's supposedly called oh. the, the Cajun hot stick because apparently chewing tobacco burns sensitive skin. So apparently this will cause a burning sensation in the rectum of your partner. Isn't it funny that I'm trying to select another one? Isn't it funny that I'm trying to selectively choose polite words to walk around such a disgusting show and act? There's no way to lighten this stuff up. You're gonna spit tobacco on your dick and butt fuck a chick so that you burn her ass. There's no polite way to dance around that. I think we just cleared out the room. Yeah, well, we gave him a warning at the beginning of the show, so... Uh, oh, the almighty disclaimer. What in God's name does this have to do with hacking? I have no earthly idea, but I'm sure next... Well, it's a part of experimentation, though. Well, you know what? All information should be free. Is that not the hacker motto, the truism that all information... We're just freeing some information <laughs> that... May, okay, now I'm second-guessing. Maybe all information should not be free. Maybe some information yeah, maybe should be Maybe we prove that tonight. Maybe we should keep some of this in the privacy. If you want to give your chick the Cajun hot stick, hey, knock yourself out. You know, whatever. <laughs> but and, and I'm going to go forward with this and share this information. I'm sure next episode 70 we'll be back to some more, uh, some better material. It can't be any worse than <laughs> Um, um, actually, you know what? Speaking of not theory, not theory's mutant ability. If you've ever seen that on the website, he has a mutant ability, and it's a little move we call the albatross. And the albatross, the albatross, of course, named after the big bird with the wings and the flopping around. See, this one's funny to me. I got the Monty Python skit. Um, there's a Monty Python skit. Not with this. Not with this albatross. I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> this albatross involves a woman, again, or... No, I guess, okay, in this case, it does have to be a woman. No, wait a minute, maybe not. Okay, i got to think out the physics of this. Hold on for a second. I guess it could be... What are you thinking, Cap? Exactly, i got to analyze and study this. All right, I guess it could be either one, but we're going to go with woman who has a man on each side of her, one cock in each hand, one in front of her, who she's giving a blowjob to, and one coming from behind, all working at the same time. And this is funny to me only because the visual of it. 
because you can see the head going back and forth, the arms going back and forth, up and down, like those damn birds that you see flying and walking and waddling around. So it's a visually funny move. And quite frankly, I think this is pretty common in pornos, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've seen that. Well, as, as professionals, of course, you and I have seen it. I shouldn't have said that in such a questioning manner, right? Oh, yes. Exactly. Okay, yeah, yes. They're the special stunt people that do the special work for, the, for our industry. <laughs> yeah, they're a stunt cocks. Bring in the stunt cocks! <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, they only have us there for the acting portion of the movies. Yes, for our fine facial maneuvers. Exactly. When it comes in for the actual dangerous stuff, like the like the uh, tea bagging, then you know I'm sorry, I got to have a stunt sack in there <laughs> doubling for me because I'm not getting my ball chopped off. Um, along the same line of these visually funny is a little something I read about called the cold faithful, not the old faithful, but uh -huh. the cold faithful. And the cold faithful is just visually funny because it involves you just before you're about to bust a nut that you run outside and blast into the snow so that you can see the steam coming off of your load as it comes out. <laughs> now, i got to say, I haven't tried this, but and I'm in Florida. We don't get snow. You might have to try this one for me and tell me how it works. But actually, don't tell me. I don't want to know. But you might just want to try this for your own experimentation and see if this is really true. What would the neighbors think? <laughs> well, depends on your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> you might be surprised, but that's neither here nor there. But you got to admit, okay, listen, funny as it is, got to admit, that would be pretty fucking empowering. If I could blow a load that has smoke coming off of it, I'd feel pretty fucking manly. you got to admit that. I'd feel like fucking Spider-Man or something. Like I got superpowers and I could shoot steaming jizz. That's got to be fucking empowering. Uh, you don't feel like you can conquer the world. Episode of X Men, starring Buck Dangler. <laughs> there you go with my mutant ability to to shoot a cold faithful. Uh, oh, so, well, for those of us in cold in uh, hot climates, I don't know. We don't have an equivalent to that. Um, ah, speaking of cold climates, a great segue into this next bundle of moves here. Something called the Go snowmobile. <clears throat> snowmobile or the snowplow. I've heard it called different things. You ever heard of either one of these? No, no. I'm showing ground for me, man. Now, this one's one of the ones I don't think... If you do get away with this, it would only be once because this, is a, this has got to be a joke one, but this is when you're <clears throat> coming at your partner from behind. You've got a girl on all fours, and you're going at it pretty hard and heavy, and... Right about when she's getting into it and she's not really paying attention, you slip your arms in front of her and knock her arms out from under her, make her face bang on the floor, and then push her around the room <laughs> as though you were riding a snowmobile or pushing a snowplow. <laughs> Another one where you get repeat customers. Well, and you know, if this one gets better, this one gets better because. That's just the first part of the move. If you're feeling really adventurous, I can't. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm trying my best not to laugh. I'm trying my best not to laugh. If you're feeling really adventurous, you can take the snowplow to the next level into something that's called the avalanche. And that's when, of course, after you've got her on the floor, you push her over towards the stairs and ride her down. <laughs> Who thinks of this? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Hold on. Deep breath. Deep breath. Okay. Deep breath. Oh, shit. I'm crying. 
Oh, my God. Oh, me too. Okay. <laughs> nobody, okay, so nobody's, I, you know what, somebody's probably tried a snowplow. I don't know about the avalanche. Uh, you can, that, that's a little, you know, that's got to be silly, but still funny as hell. This got to be impossible. <laughs> All right. I bet, you, I bet you the avalanche is illegal in a few states. I think it's probably illegal in all of them. You're going face first down the stairs. I, that's yeah, that's a broken neck or you know, that's, that's a that's at least a bent dick if nothing else. And that's also something I don't want to go into. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, what else? Are, now, see, there are tons of these out there on the interwebs. I picked some of the ones that I thought were the funniest. So. Um, the next one that I found that I thought was kind of funny, and this one I guarantee you has happened before. It's called the Abracadabra. And it's known by a lot of other names, but I like the Abracadabra. And and you might even, after I tell you what this is, you might even have known somebody, because this is probably more common than we think. Probably in college I could see this happening. <clears throat> Abracadabra is when you're entertaining your partner, or free, or you're, you have a girl over or whatever, and you're doing your thing, you're getting into it, preferably you're, you're from behind, and what you do is you have a friend come in and take your place real quickly. You come out, you let the other person go in, hopefully they don't notice. Hopefully they don't notice. <laughs> well, you know, you kind of keep it in motion, you pull out, you get the next guy goes in, she's facing the other way, you know, she might not notice, who knows, but... The funny part is then you either walk around and come in from another room or another angle or you go outside the window, jump up and down to grab her attention so that when she looks up, she sees you outside and you scream out, Abracadabra! <laughs> of course, she's still wondering who the hell is with her and... <clears throat> yeah. You know, and this is probably why we don't have female listeners on the show, you know? I should never wonder yeah, that ever I really again. Think so too. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I just realized all of these are all of these are in favor of the men. So I need we need some women. They're going to write some like, equal time positions up to counteract right, a lot we of have these. To, we have to promise equal time to the exactly, ladies. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We will save this. We will give them time to respond to some of these or to come up with some better ones of their own. I, there's going to be a lot of dick breaking and ball busting in them, but. I don't know if I'll be able to read those. Well, anyway. Uh, what else we got? We're getting down to the end. Some of my favorites. Um, all right, so another one that's fairly well known that there's no way that this really happens, right? I, I don't think. It's called the Cleveland Steamer. Do you know what this one is? No. The Cleveland Steamer is when you are getting head. Girl's laying down, you're getting head, so you're up around the facial area, sitting around, sitting on her chest, and while you're getting hell, while you're getting head, excuse me, maybe that was a Freudian slip, you defecate on the girl's chest while you're getting head. Because, of course, she can't see it, and all of a sudden there's this big Cleveland steamer on her chest. Yeah. I don't. Again, that's kind of like the Blumpkin. I don't know. If, I don't know if anatomically I could pull that off. Does the human nervous system allow that? I don't know. If I'm in the middle of of getting, well, I mean, there's one way to find out, listeners. If you want to, if you want to write in and tell us your experiences, how does this work out for you? Then maybe we have some people that can verify this. But I don't. I'm just saying, I don't think I could pull it off. 
That's all I'm saying. I'm hey, Essen, I'm honest. I'll admit that's when I need the stunt cock to come in to finish that. I don't think I can pull that one off. But you know what? A little bit of X-Lax goes a long way, maybe. I don't know how the tricks of the porn trade are. I mean, I do because I'm a professional. And Okay, anyway, whatever. Um, all right, two more. Last two here are my favorite. One is called the werewolf. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, this is the werewolf. <clears throat> a werewolf involves... Do you know what a werewolf is? You ever heard of this one? The only thing I know about werewolf is those movies. Okay, well... Visually, picture the werewolves in the movies, and you'll know where I'm going with this. And this is actually a newer one. This one, a lot of people haven't heard of this one, I don't think. The werewolf is when you know you're going to get a little action later tonight. You shave off your crotchable region a little bit and leave the hair by the bed or area where you're going to be. And then, after you're finished doing the act and you... Bust a nut on the girl's face or chest or wherever it is. You grab a handful of hair and throw it on her so she looks like a werewolf. <laughs> and that would be using it as glue to hold it in place, right? Exactly, exactly. Oh, God. I'm sure that's God. a one-time move, too. I don't know. That's, uh, yeah. That Again, that's got to yeah. be one of those made-up ones. You know, the funny thing is, these are probably made... expecting your lady like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. These are made up completely as jokes, I'm sure, originally, but I guarantee you some drunk college kid has tried most of everything we've talked about tonight. <laughs> I know it's got to have happened, so... <sighs> all right, the last one of the night, my absolute favorite of all time... This is the funniest visual thing I've ever heard of before. It's called Dog in a Bathtub. One that I would never attempt to do. It's called Dog in a Bathtub. Never attempt to do this one because, once again, seems painful, seems like uh, it would hurt, don't want to risk the dangers involved. But a dog in a bathtub, named after the visual that you can imagine trying to keep a dog in the bathtub, is when you were to insert both of your testicles into a girl's asshole and hold them there. <laughs> because they're trying to get out, and it's trying to be pushed out, like trying to get a dog to stay in a bathtub. I don't want shitty balls. I don't want my balls squeezed by a brown eye. I don't want any kind of dangerous activities happening around my testicular area. I want my balls clean and intact. I don't think that's too much to ask out of life. If I die with no scars on my on my scrotum, I'll be a happy man. <laughs> did, I make, did I make you throw up on the air? No. Did you, are you, you did. You just puked. I heard it. You just barked on the air. I just totally heard that. Ah, that is like Hacker Public Radio first. Gagging on a 69 episode of Hacker Public Radio. What better way to end the show? And my God, this was as long as an episode of Ben Rev Radio, but Hacker Public Radio episode 69. Anything you want to say in summary? <laughs> yeah, don't believe everything you read on the freaking internet. <laughs> you know what? I don't think we can end anything better than that. Don't believe everything you read or hear on the internet. Everything that I know about prawn I learned on the interwebs and it's all completely made up and artificial. Um, don't do... What is it? The disclaimer? Please do not try any of these things that you've heard on the show. We are not responsible for... Exactly, exactly. So, 
T.T. Creamer, thank you for joining me on the show tonight. Buck Dangler, T.T. Creamer, signing off, signing off for episode 69 of Hacker Public Radio. <laughs> and now, and now, oh my God, I just realized what else. What sponsor in the world would want to be associated with this episode? Well, the one you're about to hear now. Carol.net will be proud of us, I'm sure. <laughs> God, I hope they only hear this episode. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by Caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.